Welcome to the Living the Dream Podcast with Curveball. If you believe, you can achieve. Welcome to the Living the Dream with Curveball Podcast, a show where I interview guests that teach, motivate, and inspire. Today, we're going to be talking Web3 entrepreneurship, as I am joined by Web3 expert, Eric McHugh. He has done a lot as far as research and, and helping the industry with solutions and challenges that the industry might face. So we're going to be talking to him about what Web3 is and everything that he's up to. So Eric, thank you so much for joining me today. Hey, Curtis. Honestly, I'm really grateful to be here. Thank you so much. And I'm looking forward to this conversation. Why don't you start off by telling everybody a little bit about yourself? Sure, sure. Nice to meet everyone. My name is Eric. I'm 30 years old and blessed to be living in beautiful Southern California. My main hobbies are chess, Muay Thai, reading, anything under the sun, and meditation. I just got back from a 10-day Vimpasa meditation retreat in Joshua Tree, California. That was a beautiful, transformative experience that I highly recommend everyone check out in terms of tangible benefits, business benefits. There's an infinite amount. Went to school at the University of California, Irvine. I interned in Washington, D.C. and Barcelona, which was pretty funny considering how opposite those cultures are. So in Washington, D.C., I showed up to the office at 8.30 a.m., full suit and tie, dealing with that humidity, and I'd be the last one there. Whereas in Barcelona, I'd show up at like 10 a.m. wearing sandals and like a t-shirt, and I'd be the first one there. So I found that humorous. My first job out of college was at Snap Inc., helping craft their ad algorithm. So I chose that position because um, their location was in Venice Beach, which was awesome. And they were about to go through an IPO, which I wanted to be around that energy just to see what it was like. And again, it was a fun learning experience. From there, I joined. I'm like, okay, I need to get a nine to five job. So I joined as a bankruptcy consultant for Fortune 500 companies going through the bankruptcy process. Long story short, when a company goes bankrupt, they have a lot of debt they have to move around, and the consultants work with the courts and the lawyers to make sure everyone gets paid appropriately. But that didn't really align with my calling when I started looking into Bitcoin and cryptocurrency. So around that time, I was doing the deep dive into Bitcoin, why it's important. And that didn't align with the rent-seeking behavior of the consultancy firm. So the reason for that was the firm itself, don't get me wrong, it's like everyone was kind, everyone was smart, everyone was intelligent. But the there was a systematic error, and that systematic error was there are tiers of creditors. So tier one, tier two, tier three, and tier four. Tier one gets paid first, then tier two, then tier three, then tier and tier four gets paid out last. So the normal people like me, you, the mom and pops, are often in tier four, so they get paid often pennies on the dollar. And as a consultant, we're billing out a company. They usually pay from their revenue or their profits. But in this case, the companies are going through the bankruptcy process, so they have limited funds available to pay out their creditors. So I thought we were actually just taking money from there. So I quit that job. I'm like, okay, I'm going to work on Web3, crypto, before I was called that. I started going to cryptocurrency meetups, and that's where I met their original ShopX team. We founded ShopX. And in the meantime, we also created a spinoff SaaS platform called CartRev or Polymly that different names. What that did is replaced affiliate codes for e-commerce brands on Shopify. So if you're a Shopify brand, you can upload your products to our database, and then any one of our users could sell any product 
So if I like this Nike shoe, this Reebok hat, this Adidas shirt, I could all add all three products to a singular link, and then you or any of my friends, my followers can make that purchase. I will get a commission, brand gets a sale, customer gets a discount, so everyone wins. Honestly, dealing with the e-commerce brands and the knowledge we gained from that was invaluable with dealing with ShopX because at its core, ShopX is the Google or Apple of Web3. Long-term, we're a suite of solutions for an e-commerce brand to download an app and then interact within Web3 and gain different benefits depending on the product and the brand's business need. Right now, we have two products live. The first is ReserveX, and that's a NFT-powered loyalty program. So if you're a brand on Shopify, you can download our app, get the right amount of tokenized software licenses, and then directly within the app, you can launch an NFT collection and then program an e-commerce benefits to that NFT collection. So what's cool about that is when launching your NFT collection, we've simplified the process so much that you don't need to know any, you don't really need any technical help. You really just need to fill out a form with like a name, a description, a price, um, how many passes you want created, click create, and then it creates it for you on the back end. And then your NFT collection is now, now created and you can add e-commerce benefits to those passes. So for example, if Nike were to launch a pass, they create a gold, silver, bronze style pass collection. The gold holders could get product A for free. The silver holders could get product A for 50% off. The bronze holders could get product A before everyone else. So the brand gets to decide what e-commerce benefits are attached to each individual pass. This leads us into our second product, which is SquadX. And that's the first ever blockchain-based ambassador program. And it's related to ReserveX. So just like Twitter pays our, pays its creators and revenue from uh, Twitter pays its creators from their ad revenue, ShopX pays our community for helping our ecosystem grow from our ReserveX revenue. So in our Nike example, when a customer, let's say one customer purchases a, a one one hundred dollar pass, Nike has control over ninety five percent of the funds. So if they're working with an influencer or agency, everyone's incentivized to sell a product. ShopX earns 5%, so ShopX earns $5. And we share 2.5 of that, so half of that, with our community for helping our ecosystem grow. The logic behind that is, honestly, dude, it's just much better to give than receive. Like, if you give someone 20 bucks versus asking someone for 20 bucks, you'll just feel better on the inside. And we also believe in powerful, powerful relationships, not forceful relationships. The difference between a powerful relationship and a forceful relationship is... Forceful, one party wins, one party loses. So it's not sustainable because eventually the losing parties would be like, nah, I'm out. And a powerful relationship is when two parties are both winning. So this podcast is actually a re really good example. We both win, therefore we're going to do that. So when when architecting the ShopX ecosystem, we thought about, okay, who's involved with the sale? E-commerce brand, e-commerce brand customer, ShopX. So e-commerce brand's customer wins because they get e-commerce benefits. They wouldn't purchase the pass if they didn't win. The brand wins because they get higher customer lifetime value, lower customer acquisition costs, and a lot of word of mouth marketing. ShopX wins because we help onboard people into the cryptocurrency ecosystem. And the customer and our community wins because they get paid Ethereum. And this also generates a positive, I believe in like energies, I believe positive energy is contagious, and I believe negative energy is contagious as well. So this creates a lot of a nice positive energy spiral for ShopX. So as ShopX gets more and more brands, 
the our community gets more and more they get paid more and more ETH. They're happy. They're posting about it more. They're recommending ShopX to more and more brands. ShopX is then getting more and more brands because they're recommending them. Thus, they get more and more ETH. So it creates a nice little, nice little uh, cycle where everyone wins. That's ShopX, and I also have another company which is uh, Data Inc. And that's the first ever AI powered matchmaker. So it beats Tinder for three main reasons. The issue with Tinder and all other dating apps is first, ninety uh, the top five percent of the users get access to ninety five percent of the user base, creating a skewed marketplace. On dating apps right now, it's all physical based, so it's like hot or not. Um, you find them hot, swipe right; find them not, swipe left. And the third and most important reason is dating apps rely on something called churn marketing. So if a, like, let's say Tinder matches a happy couple, that couple goes Tinder, Tinder then loses a paying customer. So if you ever heard, what they want is people coming back to that over and over again. So if you ever heard of someone saying, oh, I downloaded Tinder, deleted it, I downloaded it again, I deleted it again, and it creates a vicious cycle that way. So what Data Inc. does is we would create a profile for you based on your digital footprint. So you'd connect with like your Instagram, Spotify, LinkedIn. And then it'll match you with users based on their digital footprint with the goal of helping someone, putting them in the best position to succeed. So I could get three matches, Ashley, Kimberly, Jane. I think Jane catches my fancy. I say, can you tell me more about Jane? It's like, oh yeah, she went to Ford University. Based on Instagram, she's brilliant in nature. Oh, she's the youngest of her family. You're the oldest. You might get along. Oh, did you know that both of you and your Spotify playlist listen to this one artist 25% of the time? Did you know this artist has a concert coming up ha- around both your areas? Would you like me to suggest this David Jane? And then I would suggest this for us, and then we can plan it from there. Um, do you have any questions? I know I just laid out a bunch, but yeah, um, that's a brief little summary. Well, what I actually want you to do is is explain to the listeners what, what Web3 actually is. Oh, yeah, sure. I think I'm, yeah, I'm happy to. And honestly, I'm, I'm in a really good position to... Because again, what ShopX does is we onboard Web two or Web two brands into Web three. So a lot of the people we talk to really have no idea what Web three is. So let's do a brief breakdown of what Web one is versus what Web two is versus Web three and why it's important. So in Web one, I want you to think of read only. So on Web one, we could go online and we could read content. Web two. Let's think of social media like Instagram, Facebook, YouTube, all that stuff. So you can read and you can write. So I can write content by creating an Instagram post. You can read that content by viewing it, interacting it, liking it, doing whatever you want. The only issue is we don't own the content. So in this example, Instagram owns the content. They could sell your content. They could sell your data. They can do whatever they want for nefarious purposes. And they could also delete the content or cancel you. Like, for example, we could say something as podcast. 10 years down the line, it's no fly, and they could cancel us both for that reason. In Web3, it's read, it's write, and it's own, the keyword being own. So in Web3, you can read content, you can write content, but you also own the content. And this is powered by an NFT, which is a non-fundable token, or just something scarce, a digital scarcity on the internet. So if I were to create an NFT collection, I own the NFT collection. Let's say you purchase one of my NFTs, now there's a connection between me and you forever with no third party interrupting and whatever benefits I want to give to you through that NFT, I can totally do so. It creates like So it creates a stream of value between me and you. My area of expertise is e-commerce, but like, for example, an artist could give you like 
exclusive content, um, access to shows in real life, autographed merch, or whatever they decide. And the cool thing is, once you own the NFT, Curtis, you own that NFT. I can't take it back from you, which is an issue like Amazon taking back their credits. Facebook or Instagram or whoever runs it can't just cancel you and just take your NFT. The NFT is yours to do with what you will, and no one can take it from you. Okay, well, explain to the listeners how to onboard a company into the Web3 system. Yeah, so the issue right now with the Web3 system is for Web3 to be successful long-term, uh, people have to be using Web3 without even knowing they're using Web3, and that's a ways off. So the big reason why people aren't using Web3 is for two specific reasons. The first is user interface. So as a, cus- as a person using Web3, you have to be a bit technical savvy, you have to figure stuff out on your own to enter the space, which honestly isn't for everyone. And the second reason is incentives. So for a lot of people, there's really no reason to interact with Web3 space, which is what ShopX is trying to help. So for the ShopX case, um, and I can give you a live example, I'll just give you um, an example from our first case study. This guy named Mickey, um, he owns a hat store in LA, it's called the Mag Park. They sell hats, some um, hypeware and all that stuff to customers. And it's, it's a really, it's a hometown shop type thing where he's like an LA hero. He has like a basketball hoop within the store. The kids come and play. It, it's a really good, it's a really good vibe to be honest. So his biggest issue was bots would come in whenever he launched a new product, buy his inventory less than a second, resell in the secondary market for 10 times the profit. And then his core customer base wouldn't be able to purchase a hat and he'd lose out on money. So what he did is he launched a gold, silver, bronze style pass collection where his pink mocha holders, they purchased the pass. Now his pink mocha holders, they get access to specific products. And this 100% protects from the bots. He also created a Discord channel for pink mocha holders. So now they get access to the brand owner. They get help with designs. They get to do a bunch of fun stuff. So yeah, to to onboard a brand into Web3, we've simplified the process so much. You just, just like download like just how you or any of your listeners want to download an iphone app for shopify brands or woocommerce brands you just search up the shopx app you download the app and then you can create a pass collection within less than five to ten minutes what do you feel like the future of web3 is so i I think the future of web3 ties in very well with the metaverse if if that becomes a thing so i like to joke like we went over the web3 like web1 web2 web3 versions I would say web four is like a combination of web like web three benefits with AR, with VR, with metaverse, with AI. And I think web five is everyone just gets kind of over it and just goes back outside. But in terms of the future of web three, or there's there's plenty of ways we're gonna do this. So there's plenty of companies solving different product different needs and they're going about it in different ways. So ShopX, we have the loyalty programs down pat. Long term, we're going to attach an ENFT to each individual product SKU. So let's say hypothetically, Nike were to launch, they attach an ENFT to 1 million of their products. So whenever that product gets purchased, Nike can track that data. So they can say, okay, this product was purchased once, twice, three times for this amount of money. And they can program in, um, what's it called? They can program in a cut every time it gets sold. And the benefit of the from the customer side is, let's say, I'm the customer. I purchased this Nike product as an ENFT attached. I'm the fourth purchaser. I can trace it back to the brand to ensure its authenticity. So that's powerful when it comes to art or products that have dealings have issues of counterfeiting. 
And this also plays very well into the metaverse. So let's keep our Nike example. If I were to purchase that Nike product, uh, it has an NFT attached to that. That means there's a digital scarcity attached to that. That NFT is the perfect thing to transfer over to the metaverse. So my metaverse avatar could get the product I purchased in real life. And on top of that, the reverse works. So in the metaverse, I could purchase a digital project in the form of NFT. I now own the NFT in the physical world. And that physical, that NFT could unlock a physical product so you can claim. So you can do it both ways. In terms of where Web3 is going, it's just going to be something that's run in the back end. Like I can see my mom using an NFT thing where she goes to Sephora, she just kind of scans her phone, she gets a discount, she gets easy products, but she doesn't even need to know it's an NFT. It's just, okay, this NFT is hers. But she's like, oh, um, I get discounts, I get products. Cool. Don't need to know what's happening in the background. Okay, well, tell us a little bit about crypto. What, why do you feel like crypto matters and why is it so important? Yeah, so um, the why behind my shop X is see overall, Curtis, I would like to live a nice, peaceful life. That's my goal. I think a lot of people share my goal. I don't think it's too much to ask for. But um, I feel that's hard to do if the money system is getting corrupt and taking from you every second of every day, making you poor while funding corruption and wars and, and all that stuff. So I view cryptocurrency, I first viewed uh, gold and silver as the answer to that, and that eventually led me to crypto. So just think of it this way. If money is what we trade, so money is what people trade their value for, what they trade their time for. If the federal government can just print a trillion dollars, and let's say the average American salary is 60000 a trillion divided by 60000 is a certain number. That's how many years of life that has been effectively stolen from cryptocurrency as a whole or from the population as a whole. And not only that, that money is often then used to funnel into the friends of the rich politician, making them richer, then fund wars across the world, just killing people. So the main issue that crypto solves is the incentive structure of that all. So right now, unfortunately, the best way or the easiest way to make a lot of money without producing any value is to place yourself near the source of the money printing. So it's like, okay, how do I gain money? Um, okay, let me just put myself in a position that's right near the printer and I can just take from my, take what I can, which is effectively taking from everyone else. Whereas in a crypto-based world, let's say if I went in a crypto-based world where Bitcoin is the standard, how do I make money? Well, I can't just print it. I can't really just take it. Oh, I have to produce, like, let's say Curtis, I wanted your Bitcoin. It's like, I would have to produce a product and service that Curtis voluntarily wants Thus, and then he would give me his Bitcoin because I added value to his life. So it creates a system where instead of just rent seeking is rewarded, rent seeking is basically just um, taking money without adding value or, or extracting. It creates a system where value creation is rewarded, which and then helps everyone as a whole. Tell us about any current or upcoming projects that you're working on that people need to know about. Yeah, so the first one is ShopX. Um, that is pretty much just onboarding the world into web three one income span at a time the logic behind that is it creates a zero to one moment for a lot of people to interact with the space so for example in the mag park example over 50 percent of the users were 100 branded to crypto this created a like but i want this e-commerce product i have to learn the system and they did for the e-commerce product so th that's going extremely well if you and we have major brands like fox using us too but if you want to get involved we have a cool way to do that so our tokens function as a tokenized software license. So as a brand wanting to enter ecosystem, you have to acquire their own tokens. We also have the first ever ambassador program that pays in ETH. So if you want to get involved with ShopX, just go to shopx.co, look up SquadX. 
And then you can start getting paid in Ethereum as an ambassador, which is cool. And the second project I'm working on is Dataing, which is the first ever AI-powered matchmaker. The goal is to spread as much love as possible. That launches on Valentine's Day, which is obviously just cute. All right. So, so throw out your contact information so people can keep up with everything that you're up to. Sure, sure. So if you want to learn more about ShopX or Web3, the best place to do that would be shopx.co, S-H-O-P-X dot C-O. Dataing would be D-A-T-A-I-N-G dot I-O. And my personal Instagram is Eric D. McHugh. I, I love meeting cool, interesting people. So if you just want to chat, have any questions, or just honestly just want to chat, just shoot me a DM and I'll get to those as quickly as I can. Well, let's start with some final thoughts, maybe. If there was something I forgot to touch on that you would like to talk about, it, just any final thoughts you have for the listeners. Sure, sure. So um, the best advice I can give you is to be your authentic self. And the reason is I think people are happier when they're serving people in a positive way. And I believe that God, the creator of the universe, whatever you want to call it, I think he be he blessed each individual with very specific gifts specific to them. So in terms of like me, like if Curtis, if you tried to be me, you wouldn't be able to be be me because I'm the number one Eric. So if I'm authentic, I'm number one in the world. Why would I not do that? And on the flip side, Curtis, if I try to be you, I couldn't be you because you're the number one Curtis in the world. And the same applies to listeners. So if you're authentic and following your intellectual curiosity, it'll lead you to your natural talents. And then you can use those talents to benefit the collective as a whole. So I also view everyone as a conscious uh, conscious creator, whether they know it or not. And I like to follow two rules. Don't harm anyone and don't take anything away from anyone. And you're usually good to go. So, And I also believe in karma. So if you're just going around doing good in the world, I think you'll be rewarded. So yeah, just keep that up. Uh, I view everything in terms of energy, frequency, vibration. So that's why sad people attract sad people, angry people attract angry people, loving and happy people attract loving and happy people. So if you walk around with a loving, positive mindset, wishing everyone the best, I've noticed that people also wish you the best, which is both good for you and good for everyone around. So just, yeah, just walk around. Know everyone's trying their best. Um, be helpful when you can and just be an overall kind person. And it usually just reflects back on you. All right, ladies and gentlemen, there you have it. Check out Eric McHugh, everything that he's up to. Check out that uh, dating service that he's going to be creating. If, if you need to, follow, rate, review, share this episode to as many people as possible. If you have any guest or suggestion topics, cjackson102 at cox.net is the place to send them. As always, thank you for listening. And Eric, thank you so much for joining me. Just honestly, thank you so much. I really do appreciate it. I hope you and your listeners have an amazing life. For more information on the Living the Dream podcast, visit www.djcurveball.com. Until next time, stay focused on living the dream. dream.